Welcome in to the Wednesday edition of the Fun Astrology Podcast, Wednesday, October 19th. Thomas Miller, thank you for joining us. I gotta say, <laughs> I have been so tickled by this week's transits. If you're looking at the honeycomb collector like I am, I, I just made a note, handwritten note on each day. Monday, Sun trine Mars. Tuesday, Venus trine Mars. Wednesday, Sun square Pluto. Thursday, Venus square Pluto. <laughs> and then Moon wobble 14 on Saturday. That's 14 days out from the November 5th exact conjunction of the Sun and the South Node. So there you go. That's it. <laughs> we could just about stop there. I hope you'll check out the new batch of Robert Glasscock Old Soul, New Soul Astrology Podcast episodes that we've been posting. The last several weeks have just been exceptionally good. I think we've kind of got the whole thing dialed in. You know, we've done, I don't know, I've always said that when somebody starts a new podcast, it takes about 40 or 50 episodes to get in the groove of it. And we're up into the 60s now, so I think we really are kind of rolling on that as far as the format discussion goes. So I hope you'll check that out if you haven't. Old Soul, New Soul by Robert Glasscock. All right, tomorrow begins our trip, our second group, the Birthday Bash group. And so does begin a cold front coming through North Carolina. But I think I've got it figured out. We're all going to go hang out in the Asheville area more probably than the mountains this time. There still is some great hiking over there, and it will be about 10 or 15 degrees warmer. So we're going to go pursue that. I would imagine that will be the group consensus, but we'll see where that goes. So the trip begins under this Venus squaring Pluto aspect. All right, let's break this down. To get things started with the Sun and Venus squaring Pluto, 9.33 this morning, the Sun squares Pluto. And then at 9.23 this evening, Mercury opposes Chiron. We had talked about that yesterday or the day before. Now let me just go ahead and roll Venus in. So when does that happen? Well, actually, it's almost, it's more rolled in than you think. 2.02 a.m. Eastern Time tomorrow is when Venus squares Pluto. So they're not even 24 hours apart from each other. I mean, this is a tight aspect. And as we mentioned, the two conjoin on Saturday, Venus and the Sun. Saturday night, 5.17 p.m. If you want to put that on your weekend calendar. So I got to tell you, one thing about, you know, we kind of missed the trees on this trip with the group coming up. We're going to have to go find it someplace else. It's not up here anymore. It's been changing. It came early this year for sure, but I couldn't think of a better aspect under which to have a trip like this than the Sun and Venus conjoining in Libra. Now, I know, I know, you could say, yeah, but Thomas, the Sun is in fall in Libra. Doesn't that throw something on it? Well, ask Steve Forrest about that. <laughs> ask Steve Forrest what he would say about that, and then go find a Libran and say, did you know that your son is in fall? <laughs> Not fall is in the season, fall is in detrimental. If you choose to do that, I would recommend finding somebody who is either immobilized or a slow runner so that you have a good fair chance to Get out of the way, right? I mean, nobody wants to hear that their sun is in fall or their sun is in detriment if you're an Aquarian. But the ancients were seeing something. They were seeing a pattern there. We're not going to go into that here. But Libra season is one of the most social seasons of the year, or social signs of the year, I should say. But we're celebrating it now, right? So why not get together? It so epitomizes the sign. And then to have, one, okay, you want to go to ancient astrology? Here we go. We'll go with, how about benefic? 
So we'll set detriment and fall aside, and let's bring benefic in. <laughs> That's picking and choosing, isn't it? Okay, <laughs> you purists. Um, but no, seriously, I mean, Venus is about love. It's about connection. It's about being social. It's about new friends. It's about all things beautiful. It's about art and artistry and beautiful photography and touring art galleries in a hip, funky town. Sounds like a great trip to me. Now let's back up, though, and let's give fair due to the Sun and Venus squaring Pluto today and tomorrow. Well, if I were trading, and I won't be, but if I were, I would absolutely be on point both days. For a financial astrologer, there couldn't be more impactive planets than the Sun, Pluto, always, 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 and Venus representing money. So I would be determining the trend and staying nimble within it. That would be the action plan, not trying to forecast which way it would go. But you could even have a double pivot there, especially with the whole Mars-Gemini slowdown thing to go retrograde. Now, we've mentioned Monday and yesterday, I guess we've talked about this a couple of times, that all the cookie-cutter Venus areas, all these Venusian areas, we are applying straight to our lives in the context of Pluto's birth, death, transformation, rebirth. So following that cycle, what has been born and that might have matured in your life that you could look at under the very powerful signature of this aspect to possibly transform. Now, something I thought would be kind of fun to start doing here occasionally as we have aspects like this, I wanted to go back to Steve Forrest's The Elements series, which of course I had the privilege of narrating to audiobook and see what Steve had to say about some of these things, like, as he says here, the sun contacting Pluto. He doesn't distinguish it as a good aspect or a bad aspect, just that the sun and Pluto want to work together. Now, obviously, this is written in the context of a natal analysis, but I want you to hear what he says, because especially toward the end of this, it could get a little relevant for this aspect coming to light, so there are four sections to this. The first is what must be integrated. First is truth, typically of an uncomfortable or threatening nature. Didn't we talk about that yesterday or the day before? The raw, honest realty of the nature of your psychological wounds and your defects of character. The past you don't remember. An inventory of what is true deathbed importance in your life. That'd be a good thing to do this week and what is not. Then, dramatic existential adjustments which reflect your fidelity to that inventory. Wow. Thanks, Steve. <laughs> Weren't we just talking about that? The price of failure. Continuing life as a crazy person, having turned your back on the opportunity to heal. Psychological projection. Blaming and victimizing others because they resemble our own unhealed wounds. Acting out, reenacting old destructive patterns and experiences, the repetition compulsion. Synchronistic correlates, situations arise which trigger memories of ancient wounds, perhaps from childhood, perhaps from prior lifetimes, encounters with healers, shamans, and psychotherapists, and maybe even an evolutionary astrologer or two. When ego grabs the steering wheel, the dark side of the psyche looms large in the life. We become cruel and tyrannical. Bottom line, 
whether or not we know it, we want everyone else to hurt as badly as we ourselves do. That was an excerpt from The Book of Fire. Wow, that so correlates. I'm glad I thought of that. I just, as I was sitting here recording, I thought, ah, good time to put it in there. So we'll do more of that in the future. Bring Steve's words from the Elements series in here. Guys, I'm going to take the next two days away from you. Well, three, because we're not going to do Saturday. But I will be back on Monday. How's that? I'm going to hang with the gang, all right? So you have a great weekend, and we will see you back on Monday.